Welcome to the Accelerate Your Mojo, the Book and More podcast, where we make sense of being a spiritual being in a physical reality. Accelerate Your Mojo is a new kind of self-help. It's self-help from your total self, the only kind of help you truly need. If this is your first time visiting the Accelerate Your Mojo podcast, I want to say, first of all, welcome. And second of all, this is a podcast that goes through some of the concepts that I think are so critical. If you're into spirituality, if you are a physical being, which you are, um, there's so many concepts in this book that help us with the ins and outs of day-to-day life. So stick with me as we go through this book and I give new examples, new ideas. If you don't have a copy, go ahead and pick one up on Amazon. And we're going to make these concepts real so that it makes sense to you how you can use your spirituality, your spirit soul, that aspect of you to make sense of all the things that happen in your day-to-day life. Not just the problems, but the things that you want to celebrate. So let's get started. That applause goes out to anyone struggling with chronic illness who continues to fight the fight, who continues to look for ways that they can get back into better health. I've been there. I've had family members who've been there. Today, we're going to talk about the story with my mom and cancer. So if you are someone who is continuing to, you know, ride this roller coaster, good on you. It's a long one. And... Sometimes it takes a tribe and a community in order to stay connected and feel like, you know, you're going to find your solution. There's probably no better place than sort of right here in this section of the book to add a shout out to the medical medium books. Anthony William, for anyone who's suffering from any kind of mystery illness, I would recommend you read his books. I don't diagnose illness. I'm not a physician. This is simply advice on where to go looking for some solutions that you haven't found yet, if you haven't found them. I have, this is the only place that I've ever found solutions, honestly. I've, I had migraines for many years. I went to standard physicians. Nobody could find a solution. You know, it it just was my problem. I had to deal with it. And then when I started following the protocols um, that, medical medium gives in his books, I did find some solutions. I got rid of my migraines. I got rid of mystery pains, fatigue. Um, You know, I followed what he said to do and it worked for me. So if you're someone who is, you know, struggling with something and it's unexplained and you haven't found your solution, it's worth checking out his books just to see what they say. Okay, so my story includes a chapter about my mom dying of pancreatic cancer and all the stuff that led up to that. She was, from what I remember, she was a pretty sick person. She had rheumatoid arthritis. She had ankylosing spondylitis. She had stomach problems from all of the aspirin and the stuff that they were giving her. Um, She just wasn't a healthy person for a lot of the teen years 
you know, that's what my memory is pulling up for me from that time. In addition to having a sister who had her own challenges and you combine those two things and I had a very tumultuous experience from between, you know, 11 and 20, let's say. I was depressed. I That's where I believe during this time that a lot of my anxiety triggers got started. I was extremely um, low on self-confidence. I did things that I'm not proud of, partying in high school, um, trying to deal with the confusion of everything that was going on. It was hard on me. It was, it was a hard time of my life. My dad had an affair during that time. Parents get divorced. You know, my sister's having all these problems. Compounded by the fact that we weren't a family that talked about anything, that's my memory of it. Perhaps there were conversations going on that I wasn't privy to, but I remember, of course, we'd state the facts. You know, the facts were XYZ was happening with my sister um, or whatever, but I don't remember heart-to-heart conversations. I don't remember having conversations about the anxiety that was caused in all of us due to what was going on, the fear, the disappointment. You know, there wasn't this therapeutic kind of conversation around what was happening. So I kept it all in and it made me an extremely depressed, anxious kid. I guess what I want to pull from this is to share with anyone who is struggling with something that is incredibly difficult within their family, whether it's a sibling that's having problems, they themselves that's having a problem, their parents, um, you know, if they're having marital issues or if they're, you know, a family of divorce or even medical problems, that if you're experiencing the sensation of loneliness, I want you to know that you're actually not alone. It feels incredibly lonely. It feels like no one understands your situation, but this is a perfect time to reach out and connect with someone, somebody that's safe that you can talk to, but also to begin to explore this concept uh, around spirituality that um, tells us that we are not alone and that loneliness is uh, a misalignment away from our source energy. And that's, you know, how we end up with this deep despondency in this sense of loneliness that goes on and on and on. So that is something that can absolutely help are the conversations we're having in this book and on this podcast. Being a parent also myself now, I try to be as honest and forthright with my own family about emotions, about what's happening. There can be such an incredible release for us when we talk about how we're feeling please find somebody you can talk to. If it's a teacher, a family member, a friend, if you keep this stuff bottled up inside, it's going to tend to eat you alive. Find someone safe that you can talk to about how you're feeling so that you can get them out and they can begin to dissipate. I think the more that we keep them bottled up, it seems like they just get bigger and bigger and bigger. We focus on trying to pretend they're not there And then they end up taking over our emotional constitution. The moment that my mom died from pancreatic cancer, I remember knowing the difference between mom as a physical creature 
and mom as a consciousness. There's no way I could have articulated that at the time. It was more of an intuitive knowing. I knew that the body that was left on the bed was the vehicle that mom had used to express her personality during the time that she was here. It's almost like she left the building, but left her body there. And it struck me as quite profound. But of course, I didn't do anything with it. I was 20. I didn't really know what to do with that. I just remember knowing there was a truth about that, which kind of reminded me of the things that I knew when I was three, when I could look at people in church and kind of know intuitively ascertain the difference between the people that were there for appearance's sake and the ones that actually subscribed to some of the church teachings. So I want to leave you on that note, which is actually not a sad note. We're going to call it a happy note because mom is still with us, not in physical form, but in a form that I can still communicate with, a consciousness, a personality essence that is helping write this story as it continues the story of my life. So with that, let's let the happy song sing us out. song today if you haven't given a listen to the happy song all the way through today is as good a day as any enjoy no misery Give me peace of mind.